Hello, Hello Lightworkers. Lightworkers. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amber. And, and this, this is the Conscious, Conscious Creatives Podcast. Podcast. Our main intention for this Cosmicast is celebrating sustainability and empowering you to practice mindfulness in both your biz and your life. We cannot wait to share with you our personal, spiritual, and business journeys and explore an entire realm of awakened artists who prioritize our planet's well-being and use their talents for the highest good of humanity. Whether you're a master manifester, a budding eco-entrepreneur, or you're just beginning to learn about this way of life, we are so grateful you're here. Now let's dive in. Money matters. What if millionaires and billionaires were conscious and didn't come from a place of needing to have power and greed, but came from a place of intention and love and were doing good things with their money? What would the world look like? Hello and welcome back to the Conscious Creatives Podcast. Today, I am here with our first guest ever. Her name is Sarah Putney, and she is a money mindset astrologer and spiritual guide, and she's here to talk about all things money and share her story and give us her wisdom to share, and I'll just pass it on right over to her and let her share a bit about her story and kind of what she does and where she came from. So hello, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. I am so, so excited to share with all of you. So I am from Connecticut. That's how Sarah and I connected. My background is I am the biological makeup of two alcoholics and drug addicts. And I feel like I always have such a hard time sharing that because it can come off as cold and it is something that is very heavy but that I've always lived with and I'm comfortable with. So I was given to a legal guardian at the age of six weeks old who raised me my entire life, my mom, and she raised me as a single mother. So throughout my life growing up, it was hard having biological parents I knew of that were addicts. Having a single mom that raised me has a tie to my biological parents and seeing that other kids grew up in different family dynamics than I did and seeing that our journeys were always so different but feeling like I struggled internally so much more than those around me and as I got older I began to realize everyone has hardships that they go through. We all have a story to share and wisdom to provide. And for me, I think my biggest turning point was when my biological parents passed away as a teenager. And I felt like everything I was working towards, I had to achieve the next thing in order to be happy. Graduate college, get good grades, get that corporate job, get married, buy a house, start a family. And as I did that, I found I wasn't happy and I was in all this student loan debt and that I needed to focus on getting out of the lower middle class and coming from a single mother and a background that wasn't conducive to my success. 
and be that success story. So what that looked like was, okay, I'm going to learn how to get out of the lower middle class. I'm going to learn to achieve all these great things and do well with my money. So I began following a financial guru with a Christian background named Dave Ramsey. And he is very rigid and meticulous in his steps of how to do well with your finances based on biblical background and he said okay you're gonna live to pay off your debt in order to be financially successful and if you have to live on rice and beans or ramen that's that's what it is and so I was like okay this is what I'm doing and I was with my now ex-husband at the time we were dating graduated college got a beautiful job in the pharmaceutical industry was working full-time and I was miserable. Mm. Within the first couple months, I was like, what am I doing? I have all of this student loan debt. I got a good corporate job. And this is all there is to life, right? <laughs> knowing, knowing growing up that there's so much more to life than meets the eye. But following what I was told, doing what I thought was expected of me, and then working in corporate and being like, this is it. <laughs> this is so boring. There's nothing more. And so I remember calling my mom and saying, I need to find something else outside of corporate. Because in college, I was so involved. I was networking, connecting with people, involved in extracurriculars, which is where I really thrived, involved in sports. And corporate world, you work, you go home, you go to work the next day, and that's really it. And she introduced me to a friend of hers that was in network marketing. So I thought that network marketing was my journey to help people to get out of the corporate world. And I did that for the five years I was in corporate and then realized it wasn't for me. So while working full time, I was trying to build a side hustle. I was also babysitting on my days off because I wasn't making any money from network marketing, but trying to pay off my debt at the same time and just really not enjoying my life whatsoever. And it got to a point where I just felt so unhappy and unfulfilled and I didn't understand why. And I hired a confidence and clarity coach where she tied in a little bit of spirituality. And she led me through my first guided meditation ever about if I had the life that I truly desired, what would it look like? And all I could picture is a beach house in what I thought was California with dogs. My ex-husband was not in the picture. No one else was around. I wasn't working in corporate. I was just enjoying my days. And that was something I had never experienced or even thought about before. So it was really eye-opening. And then from there saying, oh my gosh, I'm living my life for other people and what's expected mm. of me and not how I truly want to live. So I need to start making some changes. But it was at the very beginning of my spiritual journey. And I was still working so hard to pay off my debt. And I was about to get married. And all of these, these things, these big life changes 
that for some reason I still thought were going to bring me happiness, not realizing that happiness comes from within. And so I got married. I continued to pay off debt. I was still in network marketing. And then I stumbled upon the author Jen Sincero and her book series, You Are Badass and You Are Badass at Making Money. And the books resonated. I didn't fully understand them or knew what they meant, but they were a different perspective that was so beautiful and began opening my eyes to the more that exists in life that I always knew was there. So throughout that journey and really tapping into my spirituality and who I am and what I want out of life, I started taking tiny steps towards changing my life. And that looked like looking at my money from a different perspective of I can be financially abundant, not only with paying off debt, getting ready for right my financial future and investing in my retirement, but enjoying life in the here and now with my money because I wasn't doing that. My ex at the time was like, let's go out to a restaurant. Let's go on vacation. And I'm like, no, I need to pay off my debt. We can't have fun. (laughs) There's no other options. (laughs) And opening my eyes to it's possible to have it all and have balance that works for you. And from there, still, right, I... Then with my ex-husband, we bought a house. We rescued dogs. And I thought I was in alignment with who I truly was. And I wasn't. And it wasn't until this spiritual awakening that I call, this root awakening that was really hard. Because people think a spiritual awakening is like this beautiful, (laughs) glorious thing that happens. And it's not. It's like fucking rock bottom. (laughs) And you're like, what is happening in my life right now? What is going on? And so my ex at the time had introduced me to cannabis. I had never smoked before, even tried it. I've never really liked alcohol with my biological parents being addicts. I was always taught to stay away from them because addiction runs in my blood. And so when he opened me up to it and I began trying it, it came from a place of feeling very pressure to do it Mm. but I still wanted to give it a chance and there was a time um, we had been married for not even a year yet I decided I don't know if I smoked with him or took edibles but became really stoned and what I noticed is that when I became high it was too much for me to handle but I was able to tap into my emotions And experience all these things that I had suppressed Mm. for such a long time. And I believe that cannabis as a plant medicine has been huge in my healing journey. And really allows me to break open and access parts of myself that I don't access through other practices. And so this one night, he was in the other room playing video games. I was in the living room of the house we had just bought a few months prior. And I just broke down sobbing. And I had this realization that I wanted to get divorced. Mm. And I couldn't explain why. I didn't have the answers. I just knew that the relationship 
was contributing to how unhappy I felt. Now a year later, I thought I was feeling more fulfilled and feeling more happy, and I was, but it still wasn't to the extent that I knew was possible, that I knew was there. And so from November till about February, it took me to build up the courage and the confidence within myself to say to him, okay, I want to get a divorce. And there was a lot of trial and error, a lot of, oh, I want to separate, I want to work on things. And any time that I would come to him with the perspective of, okay, let's try to work on it, let's go to therapy, he would shut it down completely. And then I began opening my eyes to the really unhealthy patterns in our relationship that were taking place. And right, it takes two people to tango, they say, so I don't want to put it all on him. We did have a beautiful relationship together for the five years. He's an incredible person. I learned so much, but we really brought up a lot in each other that we weren't willing to work through. And so therefore, it hit a point where the relationship wasn't serving either of us. And I made the decision that we needed to end it. And Mm -hmm. that was through a divorce. Thankfully, the house was in my name due to our finances, and it was a very amicable separation. It was extremely hard in the fact that there was this duality. I knew that getting divorced was for the best and going to lead me on this beautiful path of life that I knew was out there and all that I have to experience, but really being sad and upset about this part of myself and this person who I truly love that now has to be left behind Mm. in order to transcend and evolve and reach that new level in life that I really wanted to experience and knew was possible but never have experienced before. So in 2020, we got a divorce. And at the time, I had left already left network marketing and started my business of helping people in their relationship with money. But that whole experience was really the catalyst for where I am today. And at the same time, I discovered Resilience, which is a mental health peer support community that Sarah and her husband, her husband really started. She can speak more to this, but she helped him facilitate And it was just a group of people where I was able to go and share from a vulnerable place, which I wasn't used to. I never really had close friends growing up. I had a hard time connecting with females. I wanted a deeper connection with people, but never felt like it was truly authentic. And I came to these gatherings to say, this is where I'm having a hard time. This is how I feel and where I'm struggling. And to have a space that people just listen, accept you for who you are and hold space for you was so beautiful. And it really got me through my divorce and to that next level in life that I was really looking for. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I 
I don't even think I knew the depths of all of that. So thank you for sharing your story with me. I would love to dive a little bit deeper into your work and what you do. I think somewhere is in it that you paid off like $80,000 of debt. Like talk about all of that. I want to hear your wisdom and your perspective on money. Can you share with our listeners what, what your perspective on money is and how you were able to heal that relationship and what it looks like for you in your life? Thank you. So... Money is a loaded topic. No one really talks about it. And I'm still finding my grounding in how to have these conversations because it is so heavy and there's so much stigma around it. Money matters. In the world today, we look at the millionaires, the billionaires, the people in power. They have money. And so therefore, we have this rooted belief that money causes greed or is rooted in greed Mm. and if you have money you're a bad person but if we take away that perspective and say well what if the opposite happened what if millionaires and billionaires were conscious and didn't come from a place of needing to have power and greed but came from a place of intention and love and were doing good things with their money, what would the world look like? How would we transform as a society and has a human species evolve through the use of our money? And all money is, is an exchange of energy. It's the currency that our society has created from bartering goods, now we just exchange this thing that either can be tangible and physical and in person, or you can swipe your credit card and not even physically see the transaction that's taking place. But it is so powerful. And I am really intentional around the language that I use around money. So instead of saying spending, I say recycle. Mm. When we recycle our money back into the rest of the world and the collective, what ripple effect are we having? So I am not a believer of Amazon whatsoever because one, it's a conglomerate. It's this huge corporation. But then if we look at all the layers within them, what are they really doing to our society and human beings as a whole, creating instant, more instant gratification mm, so true. that already exists. If someone doesn't have a package on their doorstep in the next day or next two days, they're on the phone yelling at someone with customer service <laughs> because it didn't arrive in the time that they expected. There's no human connection mm. anymore. It's I go on a computer, I order something, And it comes to me right away. And if not, I have this terrible experience. Mm. Where's the humanness? And we're lacking Mm. that. And then if we go deeper and look at how they're paying their employees, the humanistic aspect of what Amazon is doing to people from that work perspective, from that having a job, getting paid well, providing for your family, from an environmental perspective, Mm -hmm. all of the returns in Amazon that take place end up in landfills. They don't take products back. 
and source them out. Whereas if you can go to like a Best Buy and find a refurbished product that someone has returned or in a store, they have a clearance shelf for products that have been brought back that can be resold at a lower price. Amazon, as far as I know to this day and age, does not do that. You return oh. it, it ends up in a landfill. And then what is that doing to the earth when there's already so much garbage that takes place from all the consumerism that we have? And then another layer of it is there is no consciousness in the consumerism that's taking place when we're online shopping for something that we can get at a cheap price. We're not looking at where is it sourced, who is it coming from, what is their labor and ethic policies that take place. There's really none of that transparency in the providers that come through. So all of this is just an example of being a conscious consumer. And when we use our money in ways that matter to us and we are intentional, how that has a ripple effect on the rest of the collective. Mm. I love that. I didn't even know that about Amazon. That's wild. Especially with like just recycling. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, I just, first of all, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here and sharing your story. I was just thinking back to um, your, when you said you're talking about your spiritual awakening and how it was like not this glamorous thing <laughs> and it was essentially rock bottom. And I was really resonating with that. Um, so I just wanted to touch back on that again because I was thinking about it and and how I was resonating with it and that's that feels really true for me too. Um, and I love just the talk about conscious consumerism and using our money in intentional ways. It's that energy exchange. Like I've always been, I I once read I don't know who said it or where I learned it, but essentially that money is just an amplifier so like somebody who is a greedy cruel person with a lot of money they're gonna just amplify the greedy and the cruel because it's just amplifying whatever energy they're in and then somebody who's like intentional and loving and kind and they have a lot of money then it just amplifies that because that's the energy that they're in and so I I think this is just such a beautiful topic um, because it's important to remember that like I went through this phase, I think from, it was a lot rooted with like what my dad was teaching me growing up of like money is the root of all evil and like why can't we just like go back and trade and, and do all that and like it, sure that's a nice concept but that's just not realistic in society now and I think it taught me a lot about like when I was kind of changing my relationship with money, it was like, okay, but it's not. And like, it can be used in beautiful ways. Like it can allow us to experience more of the life that we want. And I was reading the, you are a badass at making money and how she was saying like, it's not about like everybody's life and what they want out of life looks different. So like somebody might just be happy with like, the minimal things they don't really care to have these luxurious things they just kind of want little a little bit and then so their life if that was is that if that's what lights them up then they don't really need a, a lot of money to do that and so and then there are other people who like really like luxurious things and they want to buy a g-wagon and they want to live in a mansion like if that lights them up then like that's great and you just then they would need more money to do that and so I think 
I think it's so important to have these conversations because it's not it's not about the amount of money it's just the ways that we're utilizing it and what feels good for us like at the end of like what life do we want to live and how much money do we need to to do that and then just moving from that place and making decisions and taking action based on like what feels right for us as individual people um yeah i love this topic um i maybe if you want to touch a little bit more on what you do like if i were a client or if somebody was coming to you maybe what that looks like for you what what kinds of things have you seen that you think have needed a lot of shifting maybe just in society in general or in personal experiences with with clients what like big shifts need to be happening for us to kind of have better relationship with money and heal our relationship with money like what what shifts need to happen (laughs) tell me uh, tell me about it share with me this is going to be so beautiful to unpack and i feel like we're going to go so deep into this first i want to come back to an affirmation about what you said around money making us more of who we are so the affirmation money makes me more of who i am and really rooting yourself in that the more money you have is just an amplifier if you're doing good things and you believe you're a good person and you're intentional behind it allow yourself to receive Mm. and i do want to come back to like my story about being in corporate i actually left corporate in december of 2020 it is now april of 2021 it's been four months of being a full-time entrepreneur And I received so much financial abundance in corporate. That's just the way our society is structured. And another reason why it's so important to be intentional with our money and supporting small businesses and entrepreneurs who are doing important things. But when I went to leave corporate, I had doubt and fear come up from other people of why would you leave such a good income? Mm. You are making tons of money. Who does that? And it came from a place of money matters and it is important, but it should not be driving your life. Mm. Why are you working a career or a job that you are unhappy with and settling just for a paycheck, Mm. just for that money? We only have one life and we are here to live So live your life and do the things that matter to you and allow the financial abundance to flow in return. And that is such a concept that people are not even aware of. Mm. They think that they have to stay in these places and settle and live paycheck to paycheck and that that is normal. And while that might be what majority of society is doing, 95%, of society lives paycheck to paycheck and struggles financially, why not open yourself up to being in the top 5% that is not financially Mm -hmm. struggling, that has abundance holistically in all areas of our life and is living this life that we can say we are truly happy with and so, so proud of. Now, working with clients, what I've found is when we talk about money, Everyone wants more money for the most part. Mm. There are people that do want to live on little, 
But when we dig deeper, I find that there is so much more to it. Mm -hmm. The trauma we have around our money, the stories and beliefs that we are still holding on to, especially around meeting others' expectations, looking for external validation, and doing things just because and not in alignment with who we truly are. And that's where I've really been begun pulling the astrology aspect into it, our cosmic personality of where the planets are aligned at the time that we are born, because it allows people to reflect on who they truly are and just provide a chart or a map that offers some guidance. And when I say, okay, here is what your cosmic personality says, you have more earth elements and you are very grounded, I can go on and on, but is that what you truly want? Do you want to live that simple life? Because I also see this over here, this planet that talks about you really like luxurious things. You really like convenience. Are you tapping into that? Is that something you want to tap into? And then we have these conversations around, well, shame comes up. Mm -hmm. I feel guilt for wanting X, Y, and Z. So a great example for myself is I love convenience. I am a very simplistic person. If you are familiar with astrology, the most important aspect of your natal chart is your big three. So where the sun is at the time you were born, where the moon is, and where the horizon is, which is called your rising sign. And most people know their sun sign. It's what we see as our horoscopes. But it goes so much deeper than that. So looking at your big three, and I'm a Virgo sun, a Capricorn moon, and a Leo rising. And what that means is that I am someone who is here at my core to help others with my Virgo. My Capricorn is I have this desire internally to achieve something great, to do that more in life (laughs) that that I know is out there. And the Leo is I present and show up naturally as a leader, even though a lot of the time I don't feel like a leader. (laughs) But all of that relates to the deeper aspects in my chart where I am all about convenience, which has to do with where my Taurus is located in my chart, right? This financial security, this safety, and this liking the finer things in life once my basic needs are met. And to say to people, I will pay money for convenience doesn't make sense to everyone. (laughs) They're like, what do you mean you're going to go do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, because it feels right for me and it's in alignment with who I am, I would rather pay more money for quality and convenience than get something cheaper or wait in line somewhere. Like, that's just (laughs) who I am, but I know that. And so for people who like Amazon, for example, we'll bring it back to that, If they innately know within themselves they are living in alignment because they like the convenience of having the two-day shipping, how can they tap into that Mm -hmm. even more? 
Can they find a local store around them if that's what resonates with them? Or maybe there's another online retailer that has the ethics and values that are tied to who Mm. they are and that they can relate to, but that can provide that convenience that they make sure they need to have. Paying extra for like rush shipping or something. I never thought about it like that. But right, the intentionality and the awareness behind it. So the awareness around who we are, how our money matters to us, and how we want it to impact the rest of the collective. Do you feel like when we use our money this intentional conscious way that we're essentially like opening up for more abundance? Because what's coming up for me is like if I go out of my way to do something that's maybe like more expensive but the intention behind it, the ethics, what all those things are more aligned with me, I feel like that would be like a st- staking a claim to the universe to be like, yes, like, and almost opening up to more abundance by giving in ways that are intentional and conscious and impact the people consciously. Do you feel like that maybe would, is like a channel for us to like receive more, the more that we intentionally spend the more that we'll be able to like receive yeah so there's another affirmation that i really love and it's every dollar i spend comes back to me times 10 Mm. and it is no matter the amount that you are spending as long as there is intentionality behind it and it is truly in alignment with who you are it is going to create a ripple effect And I believe that through money is how we can continue to raise the collective consciousness because in the world today, money impacts every single person. And there is so much stigma and shame around it that as we have these conversations and have that intentionality, not only are we saying to the universe or what I say is divine as what I believe in for my higher power, yes, I am using my money in ways that matters to me and therefore opening myself up Mm. to more financial abundance, but I'm opening the rest of the collective Mm. to more financial abundance. And what that looks like down the line, we can go on about theories about where our currency is going to go, but it is completely open in what financial abundance looks to each of us and as a society as a whole i love that it's like alignment like the more that we're moving from alignment and especially the ways that we're spending our money the more that it's going to come back to us because it's just constantly like bringing us back to our truth and allowing our actions to be amplified by like the money that we're spending if we're if we're going back to like money as an amplifier it's like if we're spending in ways that aren't in alignment to us, then that's kind of like a confusing signal to the universe of like, are you sure? Like, we're not really sure your, your actions aren't really be, aren't really in alignment with like what you what you is what's true for you. And so I feel like, yeah, it's all about like alignment and doing things using our money in ways that further our alignment and further our truth and amplify our truth. And there's like so many layers of that. It's like the ways that we're spending, why we're spending. It's like even just like before making a purchase, being like, what is my intention behind making this purchase? And kind of just checking in with like what's true. 
Yeah, <laughs> powerful stuff. Um, is there anything else that you're feeling called to share or messages that you want our listeners to really take away from this conversation? So outside of just how we spend our money is where are we putting our money to be housed? So financial institutions mm. is a big thing. All banks that you use or credit unions are not necessarily in alignment with how you want to be impacting the rest of the world. And a great way that I found an institution that resonated with me is finding societal labels or corporations that match my values. And so there's what's called B corporations, and they are corporations that are legally required to meet ethical, sustainable, environmental, um, and I think socially justice as well, standards in order to be considered a B corporation. And so when I said, okay, how can I make sure that my money is housed with a financial institution that I align with? I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to find one that is B certified that has all these values that are really important to me. And as I dug deeper, I found that that doesn't actually exist. There are no certified B corporations that are financial institutions. There are food products, there are clothing products, there is so much that you can look at that's B certified, but to find that financial institution was so much harder. So then I really had to look at what are their values? What is the financial institution's mission statement? What is the ripple effect that they are having on the rest of the world? And I chose to go with a financial financial institution that does not, when I put my money into a bank for anyone that doesn't know, they basically use your money to invest at other places so they can make money. Mm -hmm. They are borrowing your money to make money for them so that they can operate as a business. And a lot of financial institutions, when you give them your money to sit in your checking or savings account, they're investing it into fossil fuels. Ooh. They're investing Whoa. it yes, Whoa. into these areas that may not be in alignment with what you believe in. I'm like getting hot. I'm like, I need to go change my bank. I'm like, oh God, I need to go change my bank. Hurry, what do we do? Oh God. This is like so valuable. So the bank that I found, I was with Wells Fargo for years and years and years because that's who I signed up with in college. And it was easy just to stay with them even though I know that I wasn't in alignment with them since the beginning before all these news stories came out about them, if you are familiar. But even that at that point in time wasn't a driving factor for me to say, okay, now it's time for me to change my bank. I was like, I'll get around to it when it's the right time. And when that time came about, right, because everything happens in divine timing, I began researching banks and found this bank that doesn't reinvest my money into fossil fuels. My debit card is made from recycled plastic. Like there are all these aspects that go into what I was looking for from a bank. And after taking the time to research it, I finally found it so that while my money is sitting with a bank, it is sitting with someone I trust, and I know that money is being used in conscious ways to affect the rest of the collective. Wow. That's, I never even, like, th I remember you posting something about it, and I, like, looked into it, but something felt, I was, like, weird about it, um, but, like, I didn't even think about that. Like, 
I don't, I honestly, this might be ignorant, but like, I didn't even know that's how banks operated. (laughs) And so like, just thinking like, I'm thinking like all those like big companies that they're probably investing in that are like so out of alignment with anything that I believe in. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Mic drop. All right. Let's, um, I want everybody to know like how they can work with you. Like what, if you were to give them like any type of like your like tagline of like if you're looking for somebody like how can people work with you maybe just share a little bit about like how they can connect with you um i'll drop all of your socials and stuff in the in the comments or the whatever you call it (laughs) yes the show notes i'm a bad podcaster um But yeah, just kind of maybe share a little bit about like how can people work with you and like what does that look like? Yeah, so my tagline is to know yourself deeper and align with your money to create the life that you desire. And to work with me, I'm really big on Instagram. So you can find me at Sarah, S-A-R-A, period Putney, P-U-T-N-E-Y. If you want to check out my landing page. I don't have a website right now. Sarah will put that in the show notes, but feel free to reach out to me with any questions. If you're looking for any guidance, the biggest place I can say to start and begin healing your relationship with money is to have awareness, Hmm. awareness around every aspect with your money, how you think about it, how you feel the stories you've been telling yourself any trauma you may have experienced, your numbers. Numbers is where people have a really hard time. I have always loved math. And with my son in Virgo, it just comes naturally to me. So I really like to provide that grounded practical aspect of looking at money from the numbers perspective Mm -hmm. too, because that awareness is so important to know where our money is going. If we don't look at the numbers and see our transactions, It could just go without any intention behind it, and we don't even really know how it's impacting the rest of the collective. But start with your awareness. How do you feel with money? How do you want to make changes? Do you have any financial goals? These are all things to think about. And starting somewhere, the smallest baby step, even listening to this podcast episode, is beginning to heal your relationship with money. And it's not perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. That doesn't exist. Allowing yourself grace along the way on this journey and knowing that you're doing the best you absolutely can. And that's all that matters. Beautiful. Gosh, I was going to be like, give them a question that they can ponder. You just did all that. So we're just going to leave it at that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Sarah, for being here and sharing your wisdom and your story and all of the beautiful, valuable golden nuggets that everybody can go and implement into their lives. I appreciate it so much. I'll drop all of Sarah's information in the show notes as well as um, everything else. Y'all will need to connect with me and with us. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Follow, subscribe, all the things. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. So much love.